Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. We're back for another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Tom, I am. And I am also the most recent winner of Christmas Clatter's Merry Melee. <gasps> oh, that's cute. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing? I'm having a spectacular week. It's just great. I'm having fun at work. Uh, doing some cool stuff. What's that like? <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty darn amazing. I like doing the stuff I was doing before, but it's just nice to have a little freedom and a little uh, uh, change of pace. Plus, the weather here is unbelievable. So good. So we good. Got, like we only got up at our house. We only got up to just like seventy-five today. I know. And it's that autumn sun. It's so nice. Oh, it's like well, well, beautiful. it's officially autumn now. By the time this airs, it's which is, it is. Awesome. so ready, so ready. But Julia, did you realize with yesterday hitting ninety nine degrees, it is the latest, like the latest ninety nine degree day that we've had since nineteen seventy seven. Tom, stop pushing your climate change agenda. <laughs> oh, I have a strong climate change agenda. Do you know why? Because climate change is real. <laughs> My friend at work would refer to this as um, fake autumn, number one. Please expect two mm-hmm. more it fake, fake autumn, and then it the, the real autumn. fall will begin. So It sucks. So in the mornings and at nights here, it's beautiful. Like, we're talking below 60. Oh, it's man. lovely. Wow. But then during the days, it's, like, still, like, mid-90s and crap like that. And I'm like, yeah. ugh. But it's nearing the end. Like, it's nearing the end. It's not the dog days of summer it anymore. It is. Although my town just announced they were canceling the Halloween parade again this year. Oh. Like, which angers me and a lot of people because they still have their weekend street fairs. And it's like, well, what's the difference? What, what at is the difference? At least at the Halloween parade, we're all literally uh, wearing masks. Yeah, you've got your masks on for your costumes. <laughs> if there's one event in the year that is made for Halloween or for COVID, it's Halloween. Which is exactly, exactly what I said last year for Halloween. <laughs> it is. And it stuck with that. me, Julia. It's I true. remember you and I. You make a good point. I mean, I had some Halloween sales today and bought some costumes I didn't need to stock up for Ooh, where? future years at Target. They had a big group of all their Halloween costumes for 40% off. So I got a Ghostbusters costume. It's not great, but it's a Ghostbusters costume. So our Target really never got decor. Like, not really at all. Still? They got... I hope this is not a sign of, like, Christmas No, so here's what either. Marty thinks, and I think Marty's right. So Lowe's has tons of Halloween stuff, but it's already clearanced out because they're preparing for Christmas. Um, Home Depot, not so much. Like, hardly anything at Home Depot. Hardly anything at Target. Well, guess, guess who used the same shippers? Home Depot, Home Depot and, and Target. Target. Yeah. Um, oh. Lowe's pays up front and stores all of their stuff in their own warehouses and Home Depot and Target buy their stuff and ship it directly to them like as needed. So he's like, one, I think it's a shipping nightmare Two, I think they're going to hold that stuff back for next year. So he's like, I bet they're getting their shipments. But at this point, they're like, no, we're going to store it for another year. So our Target never Uh, got with it. I think the logistics of, of shipping is going to be a nightmare this year. So people, shop early. Shop early and shop local. Shop early. Oh, man. I got y'all. I picked up a Christmas gift for the two of you recently. And I think it's not the best gift I've ever got you, but it's probably one of the more sentimental things I've ever got you. I'm very excited for Those you are my favorite. See. We do need to exchange a little early this year because some of my okay. things are 
time sensitive. The okay. fruitcake only stays uh, yeah, so you Yeah, you mentioned that uh, like pretty early this year too. Yeah. You had an idea early on. I'm very curious. Yep. So I need to make that happen. Can we talk about the Home Alone reboot for a minute? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, know anything about it. Sure. Has something dropped? So it's being released November 12th on Disney+. Plus. It's already on our schedule, y'all. Sa- same time Shang-Chi is. Yep. And like... Jungle Cruise for and, free. Yep. Well, yeah, I've already watched that one. Yeah, well, for free. Yeah, the non-premium <laughs> version. You still have to we've pay all, for We've all seen it. <laughs> yes, we have. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> so they announced a new title for the movie. It's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Mm-hmm. No, I already don't like it. <laughs> And the the premise is Max Mercer is a boy who is left home alone for the holidays when a married couple arrives to steal a priceless heirloom from his home. Now he must work to defend his home from them. This, to me, sounds like one of those really bad spinoffs after the second Home Alone, where they just totally disregarded the McAllisters and... yeah. You know, like, yeah, I just wish they would have called it Home Alone 9 or whatever. So we didn't think it was a spinoff or a remake of the original. Hmm. But they also confirmed Macaulay Culkin and the guy who plays Buzz are going to have cameo appearances. In the movie okay. As right. those characters. I am not happy with what I learned on our Discord. And that is that Macaulay Culkin is like nine years older than Merv was in the original. Home Alone. Really? Oh my god, that wow. is insane. <clears throat> Which means I am nine years older than Merv was in the original Home Alone. I think you mean Marv. Yeah, that's what I meant, Marv. Hey, you mentioned parades earlier. Halloween parade not yes. happening. Speaking of parade, for listeners who are not personal friends of mine on the Facebooks. My two band kids get to go to Ireland in 2023 and march with their high school marching band in the St. Patty's Day Parade. That's amazing. I'm pretty Pop excited. the morning to you. Right? Now, so, as I understand it, Hannah's going to be old enough to consume alcoholic beverages there. She well, absolutely right? oh, yeah, will she be. <laughs> which leads me into my second point. I might be a chaperone on that trip, which would be super duper fun. So any of you non-Americans that listen to our show, if you happen to be at the parade and I am also there, you can wave at me from afar because I'm not sure how much I will be allowed to be out amongst the mass if I happen to go as a chaperone. No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, If I get to go, that would be amazing because I've never been out of the country before. It'll be an experience. Better start working on your passport now. Lots of backlogs. That I think is why they told us so early. That and the fun. Smart. So. Also smart. Pretty excited. Big honor. Yeah, for real. Also speaking of parades, the Thanksgiving parade is happening this year. I'm Macy's so ready for parade. that. And, and Grogu is going to be in it, which is amazing. What? They're doing it smarter than Really? Right? Yes. To be in the parade, you have to be vaccinated, which is awesome. Like to be a member of the parade cast? Yes. Okay. And they're opening it up to viewers lining the streets, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. So pro New York tip from a New Yorker. Don't, I mean, you may not be able to do it this year because it's so close already, but I would never recommend standing on the streets for that parade. What you want to do is book a hotel room on the route, high up, ask for a higher floor with the view of the street. Yeah. That way you're at level with the balloons. How That's the way to do it. Cool. That's the best way to view it. A la yep. um, Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, exactly. So nice. So oh, we can't do it next year now, though, because you're saving for Ireland. <laughs> Maybe the year after we need to do the New York. We were talking about that, me and Jerry, and uh, because it's hard for him to get off in December because of his... Sure job Mm -hmm. but he said that the week before christmas and the week between christmas and new year's he actually has time Mm. so i said that would be awesome if like we could all like with long enough in advance to plan it like yeah all arranged to be there the same weekend the same two days or something how cool would it be to all like all the christmas podcast hosts and whatever listeners want to come up Mm -hmm. or down like get a picture in front of the tree and that would be amazing that would be amazing that would be super amazing. So something to think about. Puts me in the Christmas spirit. 
You know what else puts me in the Christmas spirit? Sesame Street puts me in the Christmas spirit, which brings us to what we are covering this week. Um, We are talking about 2016's TV movie, Once Upon a Sesame Street Christmas. A quick little synopsis on this one. Elmo's father tells a tale of the man who brought cheer to a dreary and unfriendly Sesame Street. If you can even imagine. It's the origin story of Sesame Street. And also... (laughs) With Santa's amazing cookies. looks at all their ancestors in old school garb, including an amazing mustache on Bert and sideburns on Ernie. It's nothing like the mustache on Cookie Monster, which makes me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> With his no neck and his big mustache makes me laugh so hard. Um, all right. So not the first Sesame Street fair we have covered in the Christmas space, um, but it's definitely the newer one that we've covered this one again it's 2016 so it's new ish um and let's do histories with this special since we've already covered histories of sesame street anthony you go sure i remember when this was coming out because hbo did a lot of advertising for it um, I was down in the dumps Christmas 2016 because America had just elected an orange fascist. So uh-huh. I was looking forward to Sesame Street um, giving me some holiday cheer. And they did. I watched it. No kids. I'm an adult, you know, but some Muppets. It's Sesame Street. It's the uh-huh. Sesame Street gang. You know, you don't need kids to enjoy them. So I watched uh-huh. it on HBO one night and I thought it was cute. So it's funny because you know how you guys grew up in Sesame Street pre-Elmo. I was the Elmo years, but yes. now like... Again, like it's like the Abbey years and a bunch of Muppets I don't know. So yeah. that was interesting to me that it's past my Muppets now. It so is. It was interesting. It's a good yeah. call out. It's a real good call out. What about you, Tom? Uh, I watched it today. Okay. So it's my history as well. <laughs> it seemed like very vaguely familiar. Um, would it have aired Anywhere besides HBO since it came out? It aired on PBS too. Okay. So then there's a chance I may have caught snippets of it because some of the songs were familiar. But sometimes Sesame Street songs just sound familiar, even if you've never heard them. I mean, they've been on the air for 50 years at this point. That's at right. some point, their songs are all going to sound familiar. That's right. <laughs> I think she's. Pro- I think he's probably right. We had that recording while Tom said that. While Tom said I was right. Thank you for that Christmas. I also initially called you a she. (laughs) All right. Let's do casting credits. Um, We will cover characters we have not experienced yet in specials. Um, All right. So director Matt Vogel, we have actually covered him because he has lots of Muppet experience under his belt. So Muppets Most Wanted, The Muppets. um, So the movies, plus he's got his hand in all the Sesame Street stuff. So. Not going to cover him, but wanted to call it out. Um, Some of our human characters joining us for this special, aside from our Muppet friends, who we see in most of them. Um, Jim Gaffigan plays Santa Claus for this special. Yes. And the beard was so encompassing, it took me a minute to figure out it was Jim Gaffigan. Did it take you all a minute to figure it it out? It was the voice, not the face that that gave away to me. Yeah. yeah, they did a good makeup job on him. I wouldn't have been able to tell if it wasn't for the voice. Did we like him as Santa Claus? I did. Surprisingly, yes. If you would have asked me beforehand, I would have said, no way do I want Fat Dad to be Santa Claus. That's surprising, right? Are you guys Jim Gaffigan fans in general? Yeah, I am. I love yeah, Jim I Gaffigan too. so much. I love Fat Dad. Well, then you will be happy to know, Julia, that he is in two upcoming Disney movies. He is going to be in Disenchanted, the Enchanted okay. sequel, yep. as a king. So I guess from the fantasy land. That suits. Um, and he is also playing Mr. Smee in the live action Peter Pan and Wendy. Ooh, that's a good casting so, for Smee. That'll be Is fun. he going to wear a little tank top, I hope? Probably. But he will be doing, you know. The whole romance thing with Jude Law's Captain Hook. So I can't wait to see I the two of that. them acting off each other. I am That'll all about this. All about this. Did y'all know this won an Emmy? I did know that. For Outstanding Children's Program? I did not know that. And the Writers Guild of America gave it an award for the best children's long former special. I love hmm. that. I am A-OK with that. Um, as another human character that we will have 
recognition of for sure. Um, as a caroler, so there's a musical number in the middle that is arguably the most Christmassy musical number as it is a <laughs> Christmas song we sing regularly. Um, Audrey McDonald plays the caroler. Um, beautiful voice. Uh, she is the Madame Garderobe from Beauty and the Beast. She's live action, the wardrobe. Yep. Which I love so much. <laughs> In love with Stanley Tucci's harpsichord and just so good. That was the best addition to that little romance between him and her. It's so good. <laughs> it's so really Frenchy good. French and it's so good. And then the end when they're human again, how Stanley Tucci is missing his teeth because he fired all the keys at I the know. Like, mob while they were attacking the castle. I love it so much. <laughs> um, so she had a pretty good run on Private Practice, which we've talked about before. We've had some cast from that show make their way on some Christmas movies we've covered lately. Um, she's also in uh, The Bedford Diaries, which was a miniseries. Um, she's done, obviously live at the Lincoln center at least one time because of her beautiful, stunning voice. She was in one of those um, live holiday time musicals that NBC or Fox does every year. She was in the sound of music live Mm -hmm. as mother Abbess opposite Carrie Underwood's Maria. Most recently she was in the Gilded Age TV series that is filming and on the air right now. She was also just in that Aretha Franklin biopic, Respect, starring Jennifer Hudson. She played the, her mother, I believe. Um, and our other not typically on Sesame Street face is, and I always forget how to say her name. It's pronounced Shoshana. Shoshana Shapiro. It's not Shoshana. That's is her it? name on Girls. Oh, is that what she on was girls. in Girls? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like Sasha, it's- but with a Z. So it's Sasha Mamet. Is that really how you say it? Just Sasha? No clue. It's Zasha. That's it. That's how you say it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'd read that earlier and I was like, oh, interesting. That's how you say it. Okay. Um, and then also starring in this episode or this TV movie is Zasha Mamet, who you knew in the special as Bella, kind of our Christmas spirit agent of change. Um but you've seen her in Girls. And the kids are all right. And Spartan. She had a main role in that Kaylee Cuoco HBO show, The Flight Attendant, as well. Oh, really that was awful. Did you just say it was pretty good? And he just said that was awful. <laughs> I write as Tom said it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Horror yeah, for the we curse. Were, we don't agree on this one. You're total opposites on that one. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So it looks like she had a run on The Unit, which is a show I loved when it was on. Oh, that show was so good. Mm -hmm. Also Also Mad Men. Oh, also Parenthood. I love Also United States of Terra. That was an interesting show. Was that Toni Collette? Yes. I love Toni Collette. She can do no wrong. That was hard to watch, though. It was, there were really painful parts. Uh, Speaking of Toni Collette, we never discussed they're releasing the director's cut of Krampus this holiday season. Ooh. That'll be cool. Very nice. Yeah. Can we call it the Snyder cut? They're calling it Krampus a naughty cut, but I wanted to call it the director's cut because naughty cut makes it sound, you know, a inappropriate. little inappropriate. Yeah, for sure. Naughty. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, were y'all, are y'all fans of, I've already forgotten how to say her name. Were y'all fans of this actress? She's all right. I don't like girls, but in the other stuff I've seen her in, she's pretty cool. Okay. She was one of the only tolerable characters in Girls, though. Oh, I completely disagree. Blah. The only tolerable character on Girls for me was a girl who plays Hannah. No, oh, Brian Hannah's Williams' Lena daughter. Never mind. That is not <laughs> Wait. an okay thing to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I totally, uh, not Hannah. You're talking about the, the one, one that plays, plays Brian Williams' daughter? The one that is Brian Williams' daughter? Allison Williams? Yes. No, she was my oh. second favorite. She's my favorite to look at. So uh, glad no, to know about... Anthony loves Leah Dunham. That's what we get <laughs> No, I was talking about the one who plays Jessa Johansson, Jemima Kirk, who actually is on one of my favorite Netflix British shows, Sex Education, with Gillian Anderson. And um, okay. what's that guy's name? The one who was up for Spider-Man, Asa Butterfield. Oh. Which is hilarious. I just watched binge season three. So funny. <laughs> okay. We also have um, Alan, 
from the original cast is Alan in Sesame Street. Um, and then we have Nina um, Suki Lopez, who I'm pretty sure is a newer Sesame Street cast member that I'm not super familiar with, just by virtue of not being a newer watcher of Sesame Street. Jude doesn't like it? Um, He, I don't know what monster scared him in an episode. He used to absolutely love it. But one of them when he was younger, I think, scared him a little too much. And so he has backed off from Sesame Street. I have. I would hazard a guess. It's that jerk Murray. I don't know who that guy was. I was just babysitting one night, and he was the most obnoxious. Like I was watching it. I was he like, was really it's like watching me as a freaking Muppet. <laughs> like I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I don't know which one it was, but he he is not as huge of a Sesame Street fan as he once was. But he did enjoy watching parts of this with me, so that might change. Um, okay, so we have all of our Muppets are back. Um, Kind of like Anthony said, it is the newer cast. So we have Rosita, we have um, Abby Cadabby's in it, um, but we also have our old standbys. Um, I wouldn't consider Elmo an old standby, but that's my age. But we have Grover, and we have Cookie Monster, and we have Big Bird. Um, so I think it's funny because I think even though Abby was even after my time, she's she's been on long enough now too. Yeah, a lot of people would consider her an old standby because I think she was introduced in like the early two thousands, yeah. and that's almost like twenty years now. That's just crazy to think about. Yeah, she was just never part of my core cast or even my newer cast. No, me either. Yeah. I mean for. For me, Elmo, besides Elmo, who I know wasn't part of yours, it was yeah. always Bert, Ernie, Grover, Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch, and Big Bird. That's right. That's like the, the main. The Count was always it the for count. Me. Oh, the, the Count. Oh, the Count. Yeah, too. And The Count. Yeah. I loved The Count. Okay, so it's a 51-minute TV movie. Um, and the premise of it, super simple. Um, it is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, current day. And Elmo is going to bed. So what does dad do? He tells him a story, a story before bed. And the story has to do with Elmo's question of why do we leave cookies out for Santa Claus? Like, why is that a thing? Why do we do that? And so the entire story is why we do that. And of course, it all centers around Sesame Street as the start of this Santa standby element of like who he essentially is as a person, right? All originated from from Sesame Street. So every time I think of Sesame Street, I think of that quote from The Office where Dwight, where, where Jim is talking about how his daughter likes Sesame Street, and Dwight's like, "Is that the one about all the puppets who live in the Boreo?" <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have a music number at the very beginning of the special. And it's the opening number, um, Holiday Lights, and it's super catchy. It is very Sesame Streety. It was nice. And that would that took place in current day Sesame Street, where everything is jolly and wonderful and beautiful and Christmassy, and everybody's got the joy of their own holidays. It doesn't just highlight Christmas. It highlights um, every holiday that people celebrate this time of year which i thought was wonderful yep i like that too and leave it to sesame street to be all inclusive that way too oh yeah so then we have um the storytelling begins so elmo's dad begins to paint the picture of sesame street was not always the happy street it is today Um, it used to be in fact never visited by santa because it was the (laughs) most unpleasant street ever no christmas spirit no holiday spirit dark and drab and gray and what did you think of this origin for sesame street because it made me sad to think sesame street wasn't always just this jolly place yeah initially it made me sad but i like the resolution at the end that it was kindness that brought the city the town to life the street to life because that seems very jim henson was that as well (laughs) (laughs) so we've got we have elmo's great 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 grandfather the, that visited sesame street at this time and we see grover's great 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 as well so we get to see like anthony said these fantastic muppets in period in period uh, garb 
And it is glorious. So Grover's got a top hat on and he's like a street peddler and he's selling his wares. And he does not live on Sesame Street, but he's coming to Sesame Street to sell his stuff. And he's super jolly because he's Grover. And everybody around him is just like major grouch. We got the Muppets Christmas Carol. We got Mickey's Christmas Carol. The period pieces maybe you want to see Sesame Street's Christmas Carol. I mean, how does how has Sesame Street been on for like two hundred years and we still haven't seen that yet? <laughs> yeah, this has to be the this has to be the longest running show without doing a Christmas Carol. I mean, yeah, right. Tis the podcast hasn't even around for five years, and we've already spoofed it. <laughs> we've done it like twenty times already. <laughs> oh, I, I was just thinking of the our artwork, the picture you had done. Yeah, that's oh right. yeah, that's true. But I would totally love like ornaments of them in their period garb for oh, the tree, or like a little yeah. village or something. Those would be epic. That would be epic. Um, so the first person that Grover meets is Oscar the Discontent not Oscar the Grouch, um, who is very Oscar-y and mentions, as he had mentioned in current day Sesame Street, he doesn't celebrate Christmas. He celebrates Crankiness with the rest of his grouchy family where they celebrate all things cranky. And it makes me, (laughs) I really love Oscar the Grouch. I've always loved Oscar the Grouch. Me too. For some reason, I feel a special kinship with him. I don't know why. Yeah, I think he's your spirit animal. It's your spirit Muppet. Can we have spirit Muppets? <gasps> I'm to- Mine is totally Oscar. Yeah. What's yours, Tom? I want to say somebody super nice, but I'm going to probably go Cookie Monster. Oh, Cookie Monster is super nice. Cookie Monster is very self-absorbed and only concerned with the consumption of cookies. But he's <laughs> nice about it. What are, who's yours, Julia? I have no idea. I'm probably Bert or Ernie, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Benign. Who's the most benign? You're not going to like the most benign because you wouldn't want to be compared to them, um, either of them. But I would say Big Bird or Elf. Not Big Bird. I am not. I forgot you hate Big Bird. Big Bird. I could be Grover. Can I be Grover? You can be Grover. Grover's nice. I yeah. don't know that I'm much like Grover. I want to be. I want to be what? the Count. I don't know that I'm much like Grover. Oh I my adore God. You Grover. scared me for a second. It Near like far. You said, I don't oh. know if I'm much like Grover. No, no, no. Grover is my top. He is the end all be all for me of Muppets. Although me he too. sounds very Miss Piggy in this one, which I know it's the same voice actor that's done it, but he's it's- got a lot of Piggy in him this particular TV movie. That's a hard thing with them and the Muppets proper yeah. being around so long. Like the voices, every time they change them or yeah. they get older, they sound so different. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only drawback for me, but Grover meets some of the locals and they are just really cranky and quite unpleasant. There's an They're adorable awful. sheriff <laughs> with the best <laughs> red chops and mustache ever. And his little, policeman hat and he's super duper grouchy uh the people in the newsstand is the two-headed monster i don't know their names that always argue um also very grouchy everybody's grouchy and so we have elmo's great 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 and elmo's dad's great 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 that moved to sesame street and elmo is exactly elmo in any period and his dad is the same as well so elmo is this joyous innocent creature Um, And so he brings this light to a very drab Sesame Street. And the first thing he does is he tries to make friends. um, And he tries to make friends with this little girl on the street. We find out much later her name is Becky. And she steals his ball. Could you imagine (laughs) stealing a ball from Elmo? This made me pissed off even like I know. But then Elmo is like, you know what? It's Christmas. It's a time for giving. You can keep it. Like, Well, he really struggles though for a minute. His face, like you feel it though. You're he was like, but why would you just take my ball? It has my letter on yeah. it. It says E for Elmo. Oh. And she goes, No, that's just a smudge. So he does, you know, the very proper Elmo thing and he says, You know what? It's Christmas time. You take the ball. Because Elmo's pure. And what happens in the background are like little flashes and glimmers of light where it looks like color is trying to be injected into our set. Can we talk about the background for a minute? I thought the background, Sesame Street, looked beautiful in the special. It did. 
They look beautiful. And very drab in the origin it was of Sesame sad. Street. Boarded up doors and very sad. But no, as as they got happier, I mean, Tom, yes. like with the lights and the Christmas tree and everything. It but it was gorgeous. so sad at the beginning, and they were so mean. <laughs> Man, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar the, the Grouch the was the nicest guy. <laughs> I would say homeless. The nicest person Oscar on the street. Oscar the Grouch looked more homeless than usual. With the way he <laughs> <laughs> his bowl cut or his little bob. He was really cute. Um. We meet Cookie Monster also, who has the absolute best mustache I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, And he is the town (laughs) baker. He bakes cookies, but he doesn't let anybody have his cookies. They're just for him. So he's totally for the course. That's right. Totally in character. So as Elmo expresses kindness, right? One, it really confuses the little girl. Like she doesn't know what's happening because she's clearly never experienced kindness in her life. But it also starts to change our background. Um, There's a storefront that kind of comes to life all of a sudden. And it's glowing from inside. So what does Elmo do? But he goes inside and he checks it out. And inside of the storefront is Bella, um, human character, Bella. And her little... From girls. From girls. And her little... It looks like Cogsworth's mom is essentially what she looks like. 100%. (laughs) So... She's a little clock and she has like a series of five lights on her tummy and she starts off very drowsy. And as her lights light up throughout the series, she gets like more and more awake and excited. So she's like the representation of the Christmas spirit right in the town and how fueled up this town is on what matters most. And so Bella's like, "Um, we're Christmas ambassadors and we're here to help your town find its way. All this stuff. So they use Elmo to assist in this, and Elmo uses Grover to help assist in this, and they also recruit Big Bird, who's there, and that's all we're going to say. <sighs> <laughs> Man, all this shade at Big Bird. I have Big never Bird's liked a, Big Bird. He's good people. He's fine. Julia was the one hoping uh, <laughs> in Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, he would have froze to death on top of that building when they <laughs> ran away, and they would have had him for Christmas dinner. <laughs> I'm just not or, a big bird. Or in Muppet Family Christmas, he was really ho- she was really hoping Swedish Chef would have cooked them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just not a big bird fan. He's for the little babies, and I'm not. I don't like. Big okay, bird. interesting, interesting. Because Big Bird was still part of your time, obviously. Yeah. Do you prefer him or Elmo? If you had to pick, if you had to pick one, do you prefer him or Elmo? Probably Elmo, but Elmo's hmm. a lot. Like he is a lot, a lot. Elmo's best in small doses. Yes. Unfortunately, Sesame Street never uses him in small doses. No, <laughs> no, that's no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, they don't. So yeah, no, I, I would still pick Elmo over Big Bird. Over um, Big Bird. Yeah, I don't like Big Bird. What about you, Tom? Curious, out of curiosity. So I didn't like Elmo at all. I was really annoyed by Elmo, and as, uh, but. When I learned that Elmo is supposed to be a three-year-old and somebody for three-year-olds to relate to, I kind of fell in love with them. So I'm going to go Elmo as well. What about hmm. you, Anthony? I mean, Elmo, I was a prime age for Elmo. Oh, that's Elmo. true. So Elmo, definitely Elmo. That's true. Okay. So what's the first way to spread Christmas cheer? Um, let's decorate the place. So Singing they- loud for all Sing to hear. That's right. <laughs> Singing and decorating. So there's another song but here at this moment. the policeman doesn't let them. No, he's a real stick in the mud about it. But what's this They're song not... called here? First of all, he's not a policeman. They, he's a constable. Oh, that's right. Same difference, I know. But let's old timey. Constable. Not really. Constables are a common thing in the South. Yeah, oh, because so. the South never moved into the modern age. Yeah, that's probably right. We had, we had, the, we had the constables and the sheriffs. And... I shot the sheriff, Tom, but I didn't shoot the deputy. <laughs> okay. So they sing the song, Let Santa Know We're Here, while they're decorating Sesame Street and bringing a little life into it. So we've got wreaths and garland and all of that going up. And the town starts to come alive, even though the townspeople are like super sketch about it, right? Like they're kind of like, this is sort of cool, but like, I don't really know how to feel about this. And so they're warming slowly. <laughs> It's almost like they were reacting to them, like, vandalizing the town. Yeah, the town, a bit, for sure. It's yeah. so foreign that they don't really know what to do. 
Um, this does, however, get us a light on our clock. I think we get a light out of this. Um, but there's definitely the feeling that this isn't permanent change. It's just like stuff. Um, so what else is done in Sesame Street to increase those lights on the clock? They leave cookies out for Santa, right? Yeah, that's the last step. So, yeah, that's but Santa still flew over, remember? Right. So throughout throughout this part where they're trying to bring Sesame Street to life, people are not just warming up, but they're also becoming more kind to one another, and that's really what sparks it. Is Elmo saying, "We first saw the lights when I gave you the ball," and then Becky returns the favor and gives the ball back. And that creates more life in the town. And so that's where Elmo and Becky sing. I think two is you and me. Oh, no, they sing kindness. That's at the end. So first they try Christmas carols. That's where we have Audra McDonald's Deck the Halls, which is a real big cast oh, piece. Lots I of people that. pitch in. Yeah. That was and awesome. And it is very, very, very Christmassy. It's wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. But it doesn't quite go all the way. You know, we, we've discussed before on this show, like, if you could spend a holiday season in a movie or TV show we've covered, where would you want to spend? I wouldn't say no to spending Christmas on Sesame Street with all of them. I would do that. I wouldn't either. If, if you could just tell me how to, get, how to get to Sesame Street, I would try it. Okay, so we've got that good musical number, um, and that's what takes us to Elmo and Becky really realizing what the true meaning of Christmas is. Um, is kindness. And so you see kindness as they sing the song kindness spread throughout the town. Um, they're all doing these little things for each other. It's a beautiful song, um, but the way you you watch it is even better. So like a guy comes out of the store and somebody holds the door for him and he has some oranges and he hands two oranges to a buddy and she takes one of her oranges and gives it to a friend. And it's just so Sesame Street. It's wonderful. It's about as Sesame Street as it gets in this moment. Um, and so the town has come to life, and we have four of the five lights lit. Bella is very happy with everybody's progress on being nicer people and Sesame Street coming to life. Um, but we see this, we see Santa flying over, over the town, not stopping, but flying over. And everybody gets really downtrodden because they're like, well, we wanted Santa to come and we finally got our crap together. So why didn't he? And that's when Becky was like, Hey guys, you know, what really changed was us. It was our Linus moment. <laughs> and so what happened? It's such a Sesame street message. It is. It is, it is awesome though. It was, I mean like you got to remember though, we're dealing with kids. So you kind of got to hit them. Over oh, a hundred percent. That was not meant disparaging at all. Oh, like, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Especially around Christmas, like, I am totally fine with, like, these messages that beat you over the head. Mm -hmm. Like, that's part of the holidays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Santa actually does land. He comes down and lands in the middle of Sesame Street, and everybody's super excited to see him. He says, Bella, good job. Um, Bella said, hey, good to see you, Santa. <laughs> We're off to our next town. And then Cookie Monster comes out because, like, he needs a Linus moment as well, and he takes his plate of cookies and he shares it with Santa. And Santa's like, these I are loved this. pretty good. I could kind of get used to this, which is where we get the leaving cookies out for Santa lore. And this is exactly where, how I'm going to answer the question one day with my kids when they ask. I'm going to say because of Cookie Monster's great, great, great grandfather and show them the special. Big mustache. <laughs> <laughs> He's so wonderful. He has no restraint whatsoever. It's just the best thing ever. And so then, I mean, Santa visits and we snap back to Elmo. It's Christmas Eve and current day Sesame Street. He's falling asleep and we get this wonderful background music and we see Santa putting a present by Elmo's bedside. His gloved hand um, takes a cookie and then we pan up and it's our Santa played by Jim Gaffigan. And how does he eat the cookie? No, 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 no. He no, eats no. it really slowly, <laughs> but and then Cookie Monster tells him he's doing it wrong. Well, that was in the past. In the future, he's totally. Oh, now, it out. okay, now. Sorry, I was, I was confused. Yeah, yeah. Now, now he eats it as he should, as one should. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Santa's traveling the world. He has to eat cookies at every house. That is the way you have to stuff yeah. them down to get on your way. That's right. 
And so that's how we get cookies for Santa. And that's Once Upon a Sesame Street Christmas. I loved everything about it. I love spending time, whether they're the Sesame Street Muppets or the Muppets proper. I just love spending time with the Muppets. They can always put you in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And they have yet to fail with their holiday movies. Even that Muppet one we covered a few weeks ago, which wasn't our favorite, it was still okay. (laughs) Still better than half the crap we've covered. It's probably a true statement. They've yet to fail. And I I loved it. Mm-hmm. And the human cast was entertaining. It looked Christmassy. It felt Christmassy. It sounded Christmassy. I can't say enough good things about it. Yes. <laughs> Definitely a Linus moment. Yes. A lot of Linus Absolutely. moments. Yeah, lots of Linus moments. A lot of mini Linus moments. For sure. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Who, well, you already answered it, Julia, Cookie Monster for you. Tom, who do you think looked the best in their period garb? I gotta go with Cookie Monster because of the mustache. (laughs) I don't know why, but Bert and Ernie made me laugh. For some reason, (laughs) they reminded reminded me for some reason of, uh, you know, the two charity people who come in for Scrooge for the money in A Christmas Carol. That's what they reminded me of. (laughs) But I'm with Julia. That mustache won me over. It's just, the mustache is so big compared to his neck. It's just so much mustache. Oh, it just reminds me of like, the the mustache just reminds me of like when the Muppets try to be one person, you know? (laughs) It looks like one of the mustache they would wear wear when they were standing on top of each other in a trench coat or something. (laughs) When they try to be one person. I love that. I have favorite scenes. My favorite scene by far was Deck the Halls. Yep. I thought that, that was beautiful. The kindness song didn't really win me over, but deck the halls was amazing. Like just yeah. the way it looked, the feel, everything about deck the halls was perfect. Mm-hmm. I also really liked um, the first song holiday lights. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. The first song was very catchy. It was beautiful. I will say one of the, the thing, the magical thing I love about Sesame street. And again, Muppets proper is if you look at all the behind the scenes photos of all their specials, like the yep. actual celebrities who star in these things with them look like huge children. Like mm-hmm. they look so happy to be acting opposite them, like taking selfies and pictures Aww. of them. More than one like really big celebrity has said like it, it was like the highlight of their career, <laughs> like working oh gosh. on with them. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be amazing. The performers oh, yeah. don't break for them. No. Yeah, it's got to be. It would be amazing. Uh, so do we want to rank it? Yes, but where, are we putting this on the TV specialist or the movie list? It's technically a TV movie. I vote we put it in the TV. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's under an hour. It's typically on TV. It ran on TV as a TV episode. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm giving this a nine. I'm coming in at an eight. I also am coming in at an eight. Actually, you know what? I'm going to come in at an 8.5. Make the math easy, Tom. <laughs> I like it. That gives us an average of an 8.5, which puts it at number nine on our list, just under A Muppet Family Christmas. How and funny. just over Santa Claus is, under, is coming to town. Uh, so uh, you guys, well, our discussion actually inspired a question of the week Ooh. I have for you guys. I have one too. No way. <laughs> if you were going to cast the Sesame Street Muppets in a version of the Christmas a Christmas Carol, who would you cast as the roles? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm assuming Oscar would have to be Scrooge, right? No. I would, no. Who? Cookie Monster? I don't know who would, but I can't see Oscar having a sustainable, cha- a sustainable and believable change at the end. Yeah, Scrooge would probably have to be like the human, the like human Kane was, and yeah, yeah. Okay, so or if Bert. that's the case, Big Birds definitely goes to Christmas Past, um, Ghost of Christmas present. present, Elmo. I was gonna say Ernie. Grover could also be it. Oh, Grover! I like Grover. I think any of those would work. Ghost of Christmas Future would probably be Oscar. Probably. Though, here he's a meanest ghost. Yeah, but... I think so. Yeah. And... I, I think Cookie Monster would be Fezziwig. 
Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? I can get down with that. And he's yeah. just, cause he's wanting to have fun and caring about other people. and being Yeah. Nice. And just like imbibe and, and everything. <laughs> El- Elmo would have to be tiny Tim. Cause what better way to make families and little kids cry than Elmo right. dying. Then to have an Elmo, then to have an Elmo tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wait. So then Bob Cratchit. There is a Sesame Street Christmas Carol. Oh. Is there? So how on six. Yes. How on point were we with our casting? Let's see. I don't know. So Mike Westfall, friend Mike Westfall, if you're listening from Advent Calendar House, if you're listening, you are the Muppet expert who normally corrects us on all things Muppets. So Tom corrected himself this time, man. I know you probably already put it in Discord already before you got to the end of the episode, but, uh, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The three ghosts in the special are computer animated, so I don't even think they're the Muppets. Okay, so we can tell this question. Oscar the Grouch stars as Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. Okay. He's Rhubarb the Grouch. Rhubarb the Grouch. (laughs) But if Tiny Tim was Elmo, who would you, I guess it would be his dad. I guess. Bob Cratchit would be his dad. His dad's a character now, right? He is. Yeah, he has great his proper character, yeah. And then Bert and Ernie would have to be the charity people, by the way. Because they looked like <laughs> at the front door. Yeah. Oh, yep. I love that. Scrooge's door. <laughs> That's a good question. Listeners, let us know in a remake of a Sesame Street Christmas Carol, who would you see in the roles? I want everybody to write into us and I or leave us a voicemail or something. Let us know what is the worst gift anybody has ever given you at christmas oh i'm gonna need a week to think about that that's what i'm saying i want to i want to hold off a week i want people to get their ideas <laughs> in i want to know what the worst gift you've ever been given is i have my joke answer the past few years christmas eve you two getting me the audio for your stories on christmas <laughs> eve so i have to schedule that <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i'll get you my real answer <laughs> Oh, brother. Um, You're welcome. So, good questions. I'm excited to hear what people have to say. And what people can't say, because maybe the person that gave them the thing listens also. (laughs) It's going to get very sticky. If you want it to be anonymous, just tell us it's anonymous. Okay. It's a good call out. Where can our listeners give us feedback like this if they don't call us on the phone? Uh, well, they could leave it to on our social media sites, and we make that really easy for you all. All you have to do is go to our website, tisthepodcast.com, slash Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit. And there, you can meet all of our friends and talk and chat with other cool Christmas people, especially in our Facebook group. It's very active, lots of fun, um, people way cooler than we are communicating with you regularly. We also have a Patreon page if you want bonus content. slash uh, Patreon or patreon.com slash where for as little as $1 per month, you can get full length bonus episodes. Uh, you, you will have a plethora of spooky season content uh, this month, remainder of September, and all of October. Um, we did a Hocus Pocus live watch with Jerry D, who was seeing it for the first time. Last week, an episode dropped in which uh, CJ of Christmas Conversations and Kendall of For Fork's Sake and myself discussed the Paranormal Activity franchise. Uh, this upcoming week, the audio of our Nightmare Before Christmas live watch is dropping. So tons of, tons of good stuff coming up. So check it out. Little as a dollar per month. And um, at some point, you will get a Thanksgiving bonus episode from the Three Elves proper in November which we should record sometime next month. But yeah, check it out. I'm proud of all the stuff that's up there. What about um, if somebody's chomping at the bit for Christmas content later in the week? Oh, so Thursday. Some dude wrote a book. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Some guy named Anthony Caruso, um, the brash New Yorker of Tissa Podcast, wrote a book called Another Christmas Story which is a love letter to Christmas and a love letter to New York and a love letter to Christmas in New York. And my co-hosts and other Christmas podcast hosts and a bunch of our listeners and friends all read a chapter every week. Jerry D read last week's chapter and yeah, it's running until December 23rd. That's when it ends right before Christmas. So check it out. Now's a good time to start catching up. 
Or just gonna... wait, like, Ron Hogan and Charlotte Lewis and Julia <laughs> and Tom to binge it all at once, which is probably a good way to do it. So. I, I don't have patience to wait. Like, I don't either. <laughs> just waiting week, week for week now. I've gotten sucked into Ted Lasso. And I'm waiting every week for a new episode. And it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it sucks. Also, wait, Tom, after, after getting sucked in, I do have to ask you, how excited are you to cover the Christmas episode, man? I don't know why we're waiting. Because I haven't watched it It's off November, that's why. I know it is, but, like, I'm ready to talk to y'all about it now. I'm uh, not. I can't wait. <laughs> we could record it now. I mean, we could record what, it. Early. But you should, you are definitely ready to talk to us about next week's movie, Tom. What's happening I sure next am. Week? Halloween Town, baby. Kicking off Halloween Mom. The Disney special Halloween Town, which kicked off the Halloween Town franchise. You can watch this movie for free year round on Disney Plus. Well, it's only free if you subscribe to it. The week after, I'm super excited for it too because uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think it's probably in the top five movies I've seen more than any other movie. We're doing Scream. I know Tom doesn't love it. I'm curious to see Julia's reaction, but I have a lot to say on it regardless. <laughs> but I'm excited to just do Halloween month for a month. I'm too. Garfield the week after. And then Ron Hogan and Jay Skipworth will be joining us for Halloween 1978. The actual week of Halloween. And that'll be really fun because those two are horror aficionados. And good people. They really are. All right. Well, do your homework. And with that. We've only got 2,160 hours until Christmas. That's only 90 days. 12 weeks. Crazy. Three months. Three months. That's scary. That is scary. Bye. You want to talk about spooky season. That's scary when you think of all the shopping and baking and decorating you have to do, y'all. Start making your plans now. But don't start baking yet because that's gross. Just to give a (laughs) shout out to a friend of ours. It is past the 25th of the month, so be sure to check out Can't Wait for Christmas podcast with Tim Babb. He releases a new episode every month on the 25th, so there's a shout out. So does CJ of Christmas Conversations and Kim of Planning for Christmas, so check out theirs as well on the 25th. Yeah, 25th, it's a good day of the month. Bye! I love the holiday season, lights are twinkling everywhere. There's something joyful in the air. The world is bright and gleaming. It's a wondrous time of year. When the lights of the season shine on us all. And holiday time is here. Holiday lights burning bright. Twinkling like stars in the night. Gleaming and glimmering. Sparkling and shimmering. See how they glitter and